You want to go ahead and talk? <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Word Bros. Welcome, welcome, welcome. That's a lot of welcomes. I mean, I'm very excited that you're here. I'm very excited to see you, too. Yeah. We only get to see each other like once a week, but to this week, this week on the commemorative monolith, like, extra year two, bro. This is year two Word Bros. Gluten-free. Year two of Word Bros. So I didn't know we were going gluten-free. We're gluten-free, Word Bros. We're the only podcast that's gluten-free. All right, that's weird, but good, okay. Yeah, because how many other podcasts can say they're gluten-free? <laughs> I don't know. Like None! Does that mean, like, the podcast doesn't contain gluten? Or, that is exactly or, what it means. Or we don't eat gluten. I mean, because I don't really eat gluten. Do you eat gluten? I'm not even really shy. I, I, I eat bread. That okay, has, well, that is gluten, gluten. and I don't really. But, but the podcast itself is gluten free. It's okay. like, it's not low calorie or anything. It fills you up. By the yeah. Time bird bros, you're like, wow, I feel, feel very satisfied with that. That helping the extra, extra man sized helping of word bros. <laughs> all right, all right. You're getting a little weird on me. <laughs> um, all right, so yes, yeah, so this week we're That's talking cool. to, we're talking to Jamie Jones. I'm excited about that. Jamie's got a lot of irons in the fire. Not that he's super busy. He's got a lot of stuff going on, so it's very cool. Um, he's not overworked or anything like that, but he's having a good time. He's trying to make books, and uh, he wanted to come on the pod, so we're going to have him on. That's awesome. Yeah, so and here's Jamie Jones. There you Beats by Dre or whatever. Those things are. <laughs> and so, I wish them like they are, though. They're, they, they're really they're intense. They're not on my ears. Yeah, they're like, they almost, your headphones almost look like earmuffs. Like, you're like, <laughs> he's, he's very fashionable. He's yeah. got very fashionable. Like, we're all plugged in and, and look all like, like, like old guys wearing headphones. And he's like, yo, I got my Beats by Dre on. He's like almost commercial. He's like, I've got oh. my mood lighting, my yeah. mood light. Yeah, I saw, I saw your mood light the other day on Instagram. I thought that was cool. It was very dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> it was very dramatic. yeah. I was like, wow, look at how handsome he looks. That's amazing. All right, so this week, oh, this week on Word Bros, we're talking to uh, Jamie Jones. Uh, Jamie Jones is a wonderful artist who's done all kinds of wonderful books. You've done uh, Five Ghosts, correct? Uh, yes, I did the Five Ghosts special number one, like right. Right before that book ended, they did a special. Okay, all right, all right. So that, that was you killed five ghosts. You jerk, I, 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 Yeah. God, Jamie, I love that book, and you ruined it. Now, it, it is one of my favorite books. It is uh, great, uh, isn't it? Yeah. That first arc is amazing. Yeah, that first arc. Well, because are you talking about the first arc, the mini, or the first arc as in? Because at first it was a mini, and then it did two arcs, and then Jamie's book. 
Okay, it I didn't did, see. Uh, the... It did three arcs. Oh, three there arcs. was three arcs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's okay. three trades. Yeah. Okay. Again, the first trade, the first trade. That's all I've read because Barbary thought I was Drew Moss and was like, "I love Terrible Lizard," and I'm like, <laughs> "That's amazing that you love Terrible Lizard." And he's like, "No, no, I'm Frank Barbieri. You're Drew Moss," and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm not Drew Moss. Drew, no, Moss, is the, Drew Moss is the bigger Asian dude. I'm, I'm just Drew Moss's sidekick. I'm I'm Robin. Batman's not here right now. He went to the bathroom." <laughs> and then and then Barbary started laughing. He so said, well, I'll give you a book too. That's cool. I mean, that's nice to get free things. Now, how did you hook up with Frank and uh, get to be a part of the Five Ghost Train? That's awesome. So my first ever published thing was a uh, shop exclusive cover for Solar Man of the Atom. Okay. And Frank drew or Frank wrote that book. And uh, it was at Heroes Con, and oh, cool. I, I was a huge fan of Five Ghosts, uh, and I tweeted at him, I was like, I'm a huge fan of Five Ghosts, I did a variant cover for your book, I'll pop by and I'll give you one. And he was like, oh, dude, I really liked your cover, and I was like, oh, that, that's sweet, awesome, great. <laughs> and uh, then I sh- went to his table, like, the first hour of the first day. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a psychopath. You couldn't could contain it. your excitement, Jamie, could you? Right, right. Uh, and I handed him the cover, and he was like, I don't know why, but they gave me two tables. Do you want the one next to me? Wow, that's cool. And so I moved all my stuff from the boonies. Because <laughs> it was, it was uh, this year will be my fifth year at Heroes Con, but that okay. was my first year at Heroes Con. Okay. Um, Oh, that's an amazing first year Heroes Con experience. Oh, it was, it was insane. It was insane. And uh, then uh, Frank was like, yeah, come sit with me. And he was like, I really like your stuff. Let's figure out something to do. So, that's awesome. So, like, you just jumped right in the deep end. Like, you, you're not playing around here. Like, you went from doing, like, a, a comic book sketch cover of a book to frank barbieri's like all right we're doing a book together you're sitting next to me at heroes like that's amazing like that's crazy you're, yeah. you're like uh, you're like ray liotta and fucking goodfellas like you just walk right in and that's it you know that's that's been my mo that's <laughs> if you look like you're supposed to be there then you're yeah. you're supposed to be there that's amazing that's a really cool story it's so much fun to hear people's stories about comics like we had kyle starks on who was nominated for another eisner so congratulations to him um he got in because he gave fraction a copy of sex castle at heroes and fractions plane was running late and matt read his book and was like this is amazing so it's just so fun to hear how other how people do it you know and sex castle it's such a good book. Yeah, I mean, it's, Kyle's <laughs> such a wonderful guy. Like, he's just such a fun, such a fun cat. Um, but yeah, but enough about Kyle Strikes. Let's talk about you, man. Let's talk about, let's talk about what you're doing and what's shaking. And it's cool because you wanted to come on the podcast because you listened to this malarkey, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had like, uh, I'm, I'm good friends with Emily Pearson. Oh, uh, cool. Okay. Yes. I know Rafer a little bit, but, uh, you know, just kind of at shows. Uh, which is apparently the best way to know him. Yes. Uh, who else? Oh, uh, and Tony Gregory. Okay. Um, so we've had, on a, we've had on a bunch of your friends, basically. <laughs> yeah. We, he started listening because he was like, oh, my friend is on this podcast. I should support my friend. That's, that is exactly why. <laughs> who are these two jabronis that are hosting this podcast? <laughs> well, 
Kevin and I met at Heroes Con yeah. last year. So, and the year before that, but I don't think I met I met Trace not last year, but the year before. But I saw Trace last year, but I didn't see him as much as I did the year before because yes. he, he was consistently out on the balcony where where Donovan holds audience. So uh, w- w- once he is a uh, intoxicated <laughs> we don't want to slander anybody here we don't want not, to... i'm not slandering i'm telling the truth bro <laughs> he said i know i know, I know. so uh okay last so, year was pretty crazy i mean kevin always talks how great heroes is i haven't been in three years has it been three it's been two years i'm going this year two years because the first year i went to heroes you were there yeah 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 so this yeah so i haven't been in two years so i'm going this year so it should be fun i just want to hang out with kevin and watch him hobnob with all the big shots <laughs> Why are you being, man, you, well, you always have all these great stories every show kevin goes to and i'm not around it's like but yeah i was kicking it with superstar af comic and i got to meet this awesome editor-in-chief here when i go to shows with kevin we literally hang out at like fridays and it's <laughs> I want to I want to witness it firsthand but you were interested you 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 heard us talking about pitching and you have your own stories and ideas and kind of um uh theory. input yes. yes input about pitching so Jamie the floor is yours my man oh, all right. my input on pitching yeah dude um I have man pitching's tough <laughs> <laughs> jamie jones everybody jamie, jamie jones take a bow take a bow take a bow uh, to that guy <laughs> um, uh it, it is not you know i hated it when i was doing it and then when i finished my first like real pitch uh this, the problem was i had never pitched by myself before oh, okay um so like when you guys were talking about pitching all the time i was like I'm going, I'm going through this, <laughs> but, uh, I'm good friends with, uh, Vida Ayala and she was like talking me through stuff. Uh, so like I would, I would send it over and, uh, they would send back just like a detailed list of all the things I needed to change. <laughs> it's so, I mean, we've talked about this before and I guess we'll bring it up again. It's just, it's such a different skill set. Like writing a comic is completely different than writing a pitch. A pitch is almost like a sales document. Like you almost need to have like, like a salesman work on you or a salesperson work on your pitch for you because I, I can't do that. And that's where I found, uh, peace in it is when once i started it was like all right i gotta figure out a way to sell this <laughs> it's it was just about figuring out the language to to make it to make the book sound more impressive than it actually is that's awesome <laughs> i mean if, that's, if an editor is listening to this that's it's pretty impressive i mean, um, I mean of course you're you're trying to you know make uh magic out of nothing you know uh, but it's just it's just it's it almost feels like disingenuous to some extent you know like you're you're using words that you're you're that you never use in actual conversations and you're beating your thesaurus to death on your microsoft word program you know it's it's weird because pitches are the only things writers write for the artist the artist is drawing for the reader but you're writing pitches for an editor <laughs> yeah 
And yeah. that's the hard thing is you're, you're so not in that mindset and you're so not in that brain. And then when you're like, all right, I got to write this pitch. I got to use the heady language that somebody <laughs> like and kind of make my, make my idea more poignant where, you know, some librarian down the road is going to be like, oh, this, is, <laughs> this, this I can give to kids because it's not just... Uh, Filth. Sex and violence. Yeah. Yeah. It's not filth. Yeah, and I am. Uh, my pitches have all been all ages stuff, so it's uh, okay. It's writing things where it's like this is what you want your kid to read to yes. grow up to be a good person. See, the weird thing about doing like an all ages pitch was because I pitched Monty to Action Lab and like the tone of that pitch was very casual because I mean like, we're not talking about life and death here. Like we're talking about a dinosaur that likes eating cookies. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. it was a lot more kind of relaxed and like an easier pace to it where I feel like when you do something that's quote unquote adult oriented, like you have to kind of ramp up the drama or like the importance of the piece, if that makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm trying to bridge the gap. Between <laughs> like, I, the, the book I pitched is called uh, Grok Spaceman. Okay. And it, okay. Uh, a, let me, what was my exact words in my pitch document? It's, uh, the adventures of a time-displaced caveman who is the leader of an away team of a spaceship not unlike the Enterprise. Okay. So it's Looney Tunes meets Star Trek. Okay. Um, Bob is in. All right. So it's like unfrozen. It's like unfrozen caveman lawyer in space. <laughs> exactly. All right. I'm into that. I'm into that. So he um, and so it's really just like this pulp action story, but I feel like so much of pulp action is now noir. Yes. Not like I want to do nothing that co would come on after Samurai Jack. Okay. Like, in, that, <laughs> in that time slot. Uh, <laughs> Cause I grew up in the nineties and like my whole, that was my bedtime. My bedtime changed when Dexter's went, when Dexter's lab went on an hour, <laughs> uh, half an hour later. Uh, but Samurai Jack was the last show before Toonami kicked in. Okay. And Toonami was like definitively more adult. It right. was like, yeah, this is the awesome, cool high school it's kids. Edgy. This. <laughs> it was all edgy. And like, I, I never, got too too into it but i was all about samurai jack yeah and i never wanted any i don't know if i can actually do anything <laughs> more than more than samurai jack like in a in a more adult way but uh i mean it, that was that's my kind of my bar and set so i'm trying to pitch something that's like what is as beloved as samurai jack or what is beloved as samurai jack in a way that adults love it and kids love it uh -huh. for the same reason. Yes. And it's, that's the tricky thing. It's like finding that perfect Flintstones moment where uh -huh. you're sharing the, you're sharing the same laughter with your kid. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's how I pitched it. <laughs> Basically I was like, this is the thing that it, I pitched it not as an all ages book, but as a family book, okay. and I hope that worked. <laughs> now, where did you where did you send this thing? Uh, humanoids. What's that? 
<laughs> They're the European company. Uh, oh, you're the fancy son of a gun. Listen to you. You're skipping <laughs> comics overseas. I'm big. I'm big overseas. I'm just, uh, they actually just started. Uh, I'm I'm looking. I pitched it at Lionforge as well. Okay. But, uh, their humanoids just started a department in America. I don't know if this is okay. Like hearsay or just things, but I got <laughs> contact and I sent it to them. That's so. awesome. And that's the thing too. It's just like when you're pitching, like you're going through your Rolodex. I can't of, you. No, you can't. You can't hear me at all. Those fancy headphones stopped working. Oh, there we go. Okay. Okay. Just taking off the fancy headphones. Can you Did hear they me die? Now? I am, they must have. <laughs> That's unfortunate. But like, yeah, you're going through your Rolodex of people trying to find someone, anyone who might like this pitch. And it's just, it's such a, it's just like the act of desperate people, you know? Well, bow ties are bigger in Europe too. They are, they are. This it's is true. true. This is true. <laughs> and I, uh, I was actually drawing and working on it in the European format. Oh, cool. Okay. So it like kind of just fell in my lap where it was the right thing, the right people at the right time. Okay. Um, and I would, I don't know, if, can I send you something? Can sure. I send you something? Yeah. I don't know. That's like on like tonight. I will definitely send it to you. Yeah, um, send us stuff. We like stuff. And I love all ages books. I have a passion project that I've been trying to get done forever uh called danger bear and it's very similar to the idea of like a pulp action hero who's a talking bear <laughs> like that's so where we actually even went over and re-outlined the script together yes yeah, so like long ago i love i've been working on this thing like forever and i've tried to suck kevin into it and he's just so and he just doesn't want to do any more talking that's, animals. that's not true <laughs> I, I i helped him we we did we redid the outline for the script and he's like he was like we should do danger bear like next and i'm like no no we have like dust pirates and we have other stuff we're doing and he's like but then, I but then danger bear i love danger bear the idea of danger bear is just it's i love like we weren't i went to the zoo with my kids one day and my daughter said something hilarious and i was like all right i'm gonna make that comic book and i'm, and I'm still trying to make danger bear but man it's 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 hard and then spy seal came out which kind of yep. was almost the same thing as danger bears well, we had it, that's we, we revamped it spy seal is more more james bond where danger bear is more mission impossible no 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 um, <laughs> spy seal is a book about a seal but it ain't an all ages book okay I don't know if it, it if, is. It is all ages in the sense that there are no curse words. Yeah. It, yes. Exactly. Like yeah. there are adult. It's. I would say it's kind of like PG thirteen all ages stuff. If yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, because uh, I got the book because I was stoked about. it. I was like, this looks awesome, and I got it and I brought it home and I read it to my seven year old daughter and I was like, I should probably should have done some more research about this before. <laughs> I was like, let's read this thing, and she's like, Dad, I don't know. You know, like there's people getting shot and dropping dead and. It was intense, but it's cool. I like spicy. I thought it was neat. But yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just on my shelf right over there. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I think there is a place for that, like, because if you think back to, like, pulp comics in its heyday, they are newspaper strips that are, that are violent but not bloody. They are action-packed but not overdone. Like, there is romance, but it's not sex. It's, I think you can kind of get that done in an all ages kind of world. Is that I, 
A hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan, the old pulp stuff is my bread and butter. Like That's this. My... Like I got this at like a comic shop for like five bucks. It's all this like. And it's so good. It's amazing. It's like, so good. <laughs> it's awesome. And then I also have the uh, uh, the Alex Toth uh, Zorro stuff that he did too, which is so good. Also <laughs> great. You know what I mean? But like, it's all ages in the sense where like kids can read it because it's not overly violent, it's not overly yeah. sexy, but there is it, there's undertones. Elements. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah, I like the way you think, Jamie. I'm a huge spirit fan. Oh, the spirit's the best. That's, yeah. I mean, it, it really is the pinnacle. It really you is. Guys the just best. become best friends. Do Maybe. I need to, I, actually, I'm going to leave the podcast. It's good. Jamie's taking over my place. No, it's just, I mean, <laughs> no, it's kidding. just, I, I think there are, there is a place for these kind of works that don't, like Jamie said, have to be noirish, you know? It's, I'm actually working on a, it, the book keeps getting longer. And, <laughs> you know, Twitter, it's, uh, I'll post about the baboon. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And, and it uh, looked cool. That was great. It, it is my love letter to like pulp action stuff from the 40s. Yeah. Um, where it's bright colors. I don't have a lot of noir style stuff going in. It is a book about his, uh, an uncle and his sidekick nephew, um, <laughs> you know, and, and their team of adventurers. But it is. The, I mean, originally the book was going to be 22 pages and then it turned to 25 pages which is <laughs> then was like well if i'm already going over i might as well just do like the first two issues into one book and then that's turned into like a 60 page <laughs> now you've got a graphic novel on your hands sir. right exactly so. now, now you're just a crazy person like that's this is because, like you're just insane that's all. i have i kind of have no i say this now which with complete like this will be taken out of context i have no interest in doing like monthly comics anymore <laughs> i just want to do uh, i love doing i don't even feel like doing like the big graphic novel thing i like 60 page books like in 10 i think is the perfect length okay um there's what a lot of Tintin books, I don't know exactly, but they're all 60 pages. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like the, it's three issues in, in modern standards now. Okay, I, I can see that. Once you hit the fifth issue, once you go to like, you're writing a fifth, five issue arc, it's half a year. Right. At least. Five months yeah. at least, yeah. yeah. Five months, it's almost half a year. Right. It's just too long to keep, keep hold of the, of the audience. I get lost. I mean, there's so many other things you're reading and you're trying to, track this story for five months uh and it's so short in in your reading i'd much rather i mean i've switched pretty much primarily to trades now reading me but, too <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's so much easier but you're also i hate the idea of writing for the trade but if that's, you're writing that's the, what that's what it's built on now yeah yeah right. um See, I'd rather do like Kevin and I are working on Metal Shark Bro right now and we're shipping that thing around. That's what we were bitching about trying to get the pitch done for. And like right now, it was two issues. We could end a first arc with two issues and it'd be like 48 pages long. I think that's pretty awesome. Like that's, I'd be that is what I like. And I also think it's, I mean, it's kind of more old school comics when things only went for two issues. You had two issue arcs. Yeah. Because that's 
you never knew if you were going to get a next yeah. issue. And that's, I mean, that's two issues. I mean, you can tell a, a nice story in two issues, 48 well, it's pages. Over, it's over 48 pages for both because the first one's 36. No, it's about, I'm telling you, it's about 20, it's about 48 pages. Like if okay. we, we can work it out to about 48 pages. And I mean, that's almost like, um, like Longbow Hunters, how it was almost like... Um, Micro. Yeah. yeah, no, but they there's a term for it that I can't think of. Um, the prestige format? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Format? It was a prestige format where it's like a little bit yeah. longer than a regular issue. It's got like a thicker cover than a regular issue. Like, yeah. I'd be just happy doing that, you know, and just telling stories that I want to tell and, and get things done that way, you know? And then we'll just hop to the next one because that's how we do things. Anyway. Yeah. You yeah. and I are like, let's drop a couple issues and then hop on to the next thing. And yeah. That's what- that's exactly how we do it. And if it's a self-contained story, there's no problem doing that. Yeah. It's just when... <laughs> yeah, and that's the hard part, too, about doing, like, indie books where you're, you know, you're the publisher, you're the financial backer, you're the promoter, you're the... Because, I mean, you just don't have the resources to do, like, a five-issue arc on your yeah. own. You just can't afford yeah. to do it. So it's almost best to tell, like, one-shots or, like, two-issue arcs. And then, because you can feasibly get two issues done of something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm looking to have Baboon done by, and, like, printed for New York. Uh, that's what my hope is. That's so. cool. Now, if I, if I wanted to see Baboon, if I wanted to see the stuff you're working on, you have a Patreon, correct? Yes, I do. Tell us about that. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Bowtie Press. Okay. Which is my, like, whatever, anything that I do that's just completely creatively me is Bowtie Press. (laughs) Um, uh, So I do Baboon. I have this little sketchbook that i've been doing that i have to like actually upload but it's just uh a comic book that i'm doing a sketchbook called flying monkey Ooh, fun. Uh, i'm in i like that he, he mentioned monkey <laughs> like, Ooh. yeah it's uh it's i i call it my sketchbook manga okay like <laughs> very quick little story that i'm doing i've gotten like 12 pages done of it so far that's awesome and then you have this whisperer thing too, correct? Yes, the whisper is my <laughs> has become the bane of my existence, but also like the thing I'm kind of most proud of. Okay, uh, the bane of my existence in the sense that I'm working with a bunch of different writers, and it's oh. like wrangling cats. Oh, that's um, cool. <laughs> that's fun. That sounds awesome. Uh, so it's an anthology book. Uh, a play on the legacy trope in comics. So I created a character called The Whisper in the first issue. Issues are about five pages. That doesn't, I say it's their five pages, but no writer has ever turned in five pages. <laughs> uh, always more. Uh, so it's, uh, I created a Whisper character from in the first issue. It's a five page story. Uh, and he is killed. The issue is actually his eulogy and his oh, side wow. giving the eulogy. Okay. And uh, at the end of it, he puts on the Whisper's mask to take up the mantle and said, okay. the last line is, may his legacy live on. And then every issue is written by a different writer. Oh, that sounds and fun. A completely different character wearing the Whisper mantle. Okay. Or, as the whisper. So like Vita Ayala did the second issue and it's Whisper 2080. And it's Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Super fun. Uh 
my brother wrote an issue and it's my like uh mobius style one. Oh, they're all dr- dr- drawn in a different style oh that's like, cool that's cool so it's, uh it, what started off as a way for me to just like study different artists became this much bigger thing i'll have uh i'll give you guys a couple of issues uh or the first trade is what i'm calling it or okay. the first wave is uh the first six issues um are you I'll gonna have, print that out are you gonna print that out too yeah i'll have i'll have uh stuff for print at heroes that's so, awesome okay that sounds really neat also it's, you did- fun. it's it's kind of uh the lineup that I have is kind of all-star right now, uh, which is nice. <laughs> uh, Frank Barberi did one. Wow. In, nice. the, in the first wave. Uh, Trace Dean did one. Of course, he's like my... I, we, he will never escape me. <laughs> I'm a writer. Uh, he was the first guy I ever did a comic book with. Okay. We're, we're kind of constantly working. And then... Uh, Oh man, who else? Uh, Ryan Ferrer. Ferrier. Uh, nice. Oh, nice. One. Uh, we just did uh, a constant distraction for Violent Love, which was the backup story in Violent Love. Okay, with Barbieri. Uh, okay. With yeah, nice. Frank was like, "Hey, we need a backup story for my book to be long enough." <laughs> <laughs> and he hooked us, and he took me and Ryan up. That's awesome. Yeah, like. I owe so much of my career to Frank at this point. Hey, dude, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, that's what comics seems to be, though. Like, people kind of helping each other out and, 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 and just being positive and, and keeping things moving. So that's awesome. Or but someone doing what, what, what Frank did for him and taking them under his wing and, and, and saying, hey, like, I can help you out. Yeah. So. And it seems cool, too, because you seem to be kind of wanting to walk this, this line of you want to do like published work by major publishers and, and getting your stuff out there, but you're also content doing things that you want to do. And I think Kevin and I have that kind of same internal struggle. Like, do we want to see our books in shops and pitch to, to publishers or do we just want to be publishers and do our own shit? It's a, it's a weird kind of, kind of balance. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's a different. It's almost a different kind of comic at that point, too. Like, yeah. you, I'm not the the baboon and the whisper and and Grok are so niche in their in their makeup that I don't know if a publisher would ever like really really give the hundred percent like let's go, let's do this, yeah, uh, kind of thing. But I mean, I can do it. But I guess if you, but I guess the dream is like, if you get to a certain point in your career where your name, the name Jamie Jones kind of sells books on its own, somebody will go, oh yeah, sure. We'll do that. You know, that's the, that's the dream. But I mean, uh, it's, I feel like it has a really cool career. Yeah. Uh, Like I have, uh, you know, his X-Men book is right over there, but I also have like moving pictures is, on my bedstand right now, so like, which are two very different style books, but yeah, I mean that. I mean that guy draws better than anybody, so it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really count. Uh, but I was listening to a, an interview with Phil Hester the other day, and he was when he was starting off. He was like, when I was starting off, I wanted to be the guy who had my books at Marvel and DC, but also at Fantagraphics. 
and it that's that's what i would like you yeah. know to be able to do kind of all of it yeah. i mean that's the dream i i would say that's everybody's dream that wants to do comics i mean i don't think anybody i mean i've heard people say i don't want to do any marvel or dc books i'm not interested but i mean everybody kind of starts there you know as a kid when i mean that's the first things you see yeah you know it's 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 impossible to say that you're not influenced by something from your childhood oh that you liked you know what i mean from one of those two companies for sure and i have three years of legion of superheroes if dc is listening (laughs) (laughs) so so that would be that would be your go-to if if jamie jones had a dream project to pitch to dc it would be legion of superheroes if i could do it for three years yes Uh, (laughs) Um, but uh that or adam strange is a good one that's a good one yeah that's a good one i I love that guy's jetpack it's amazing that's a good one yeah i hate his new costume what uh whenever they change up Adam Strange's costume, give him like bulky armor. I think it's stupid. But <laughs> <laughs> give me that. I mean, it comes back to the like sci-fi pulp stuff that yeah I like so much. Why yeah. why change it? Yeah. But now you also have done really weird comics like uh, Joey Ryan Big in Japan, right? I have done. <laughs> and how so, did you how did you hook up with that? Like how was so that? The uh, the El Rey Network. A while ago, did Lucha Underground books? Okay, which we love, Lucha Underground. Yeah, yeah if you've listened to like the earlier episodes of the podcast, we Bobby and I both were talking about our love for Prince Puma. Yeah, Prince Puma is awesome. So we like Prince Puma. So yes. Uh, well, I drew the Dario Cuarto. <laughs> <laughs> so they, which interestingly, the editor for the book, uh, who is now the owner of Cheeto Comics, which is the guys who put out. Um, Joey Ryan. Okay. Uh, he brought the my all of the people that were brought in the book. I, I did one. Uh, Tony Gregory did an issue. Uh, it was a bunch of one shots, all featuring the characters. It was the interim between like season one and two. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he brought the 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 team. Everyone's sample pages and was like hey these are the guys we're gonna hire this is what we want to do pick the characters that you guys want them to do and the team said we like and they were talking about me they were like we like his stuff it's the most superhero-y we're gonna give him dario and there's no wrestling in that book whatsoever <laughs> like, it is a bunch of guys standing around talking that is yeah. that was awesome. um but I did get to draw Mendeza before he appeared on the TV show. So that was pretty cool. That's cool. That is cool. I had one picture. Uh, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> they didn't send me the picture of the costume because he hadn't had a costume shot yet. And they hadn't sent me the costume shot until like the day I had to draw the picture. That's it was, awesome. <laughs> it was the most under under wraps thing uh, <coughs> so you year later ivan was like hey we're gonna do a joey ryan book i got the joey ryan likeness you're gonna draw it and i said okay that's so, all, hey, as long as you got paid right that's all that matters yeah and yeah. Uh, trace trace dean wrote that book oh cool too. okay so you were literally like all over the landscape here like you're doing you're doing everything he's doing superheroes he's doing wrestlers he's yeah. doing legion of superheroes for three years eventually That's, uh, eventually yes eventually. Uh, mike perkins and i who mike just went over to dc but we have a, a bet 
at who will draw Legion first. Oh, and, uh, all right. Well, I hope I hope you win. It's gonna be me. <laughs> it's gonna I mean, be. I put my money on you, Jamie. Also, if you're a wrestler, since we we talk about wrestling a lot, would you be a heel or would you be a face? I think it's pretty uh, obvious. I, I think uh, knowing my career as an actor, I would be. <laughs> I would probably get cast as a face, but I would want to be a heel. No, I had no idea you had, a career. you had a career as an actor. That's really interesting. Yeah, that was... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a stage actor. That was what I did for that's, a very long a time. I was on actor track until one morning I woke up and was like, I think I want to draw comics instead of doing this acting thing. Interesting, okay. That's, that's amazing. That's, See, that you learn interesting facts. That's awesome. <laughs> Now, did you I go used to, to like, be a musician? So. Yeah, Ke- Kevin was in like a rock and roll band. Yeah, for twelve years. Yeah, and like That's... they they were like on what uh, Sharon the, Osbourne's label, Divine Records. Yeah, yeah. Before it went bankrupt. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'd have never guessed because I don't look anything the same. So. <laughs> yeah, but you do have a good beard. That's a quality beard. I, I try, man. Even with the die job to, to like, Even I'm gonna throw myself under the. See, because Bobby would be a face too. If 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 he was a wrestler, Bobby would be a face. I don't care what he says. He would not be a heel. I could do. I could do both. Um, I wouldn't mind being like a American Dream Dusty Road style guy. Like that's my. No, well, I mean, that's kind of it. That's <laughs> number one thing. Yeah, just like a, a very kind of loud and obnoxious, boisterous fellow talking about how wonderful he is all the time. Yeah, I could. Do I that. would totally be a heel. I would be a heel. Like, look at the beer. I would be a heel. Like, I'm I think so. Yeah. I think you got the heel thing going on. I'm instantly a heel. So, so I'm into it. So it would be weird because I'd be tagging up with this face over here. I mean, it's sometimes <laughs> that's how it works, you know? Well, Jamie, man, I really appreciate you coming on. We really appreciate having you. Um, your Patreon, it's uh, Bowtie Press. Check that out. You got all kinds of stuff going on. And you got all kinds of stuff going on. Like, it's, it's pretty impressive. Where can oh, we find yes. you on Twitter? Uh, uh, Art of Jamie Jones on like all social media. There you there go. You. That's um, a smart I would be the the writer and probably the publisher would be remiss if I didn't say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can go to uh, kickingice.com. Okay. That's a book I'm working on right now. Uh, it is a all ages sports book uh, about girls playing hockey. That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, uh, Stephanie yeah. Phillips is writing it, and she's she's really cool. Uh, doing yeah. everything. So doing everything. Fun. You have your your hands in everything over there. Like, how do you find time to talk to us when you got all this stuff going on? Look at you, guys. Uh, you know, it's really I don't know. impressive. I, uh, I wrote six pages today, and I I drew three, so <laughs> like I was able to able to figure it out. So stud all That's that while all that while wearing a bow tie. That's really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well jamie man it was a pleasure talking to you we'll see you at heroes i'm looking forward to it and uh check him out on patreon bowtie press on patreon everybody jamie jones yeah, yeah. That was Jamie. That was uh, Jamie Jones. Everybody, go to Patreon. Uh, Bowtie Press is his name. He's also on the tweeters and all that stuff. Art of Jamie, Art of Jamie Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah, good dude. Good dude. Guy's doing everything, man. It's crazy. 
he's great. Uh, yeah. He and also he was like really fun to talk to because, funny enough, he listened to the pod and decided like he would like to come talk to he us. He had his own opinions about stuff, which is cool. Well, and and you know it's weird when people want to talk to us, <laughs> and we're not used to that yet. Yeah, it's I'm getting excited. it's getting to be cool. I'm excited that he was. He was excited to come on because he wanted to talk about pitching and all kinds of comic making stuff. So that was very cool, man. So <clears throat> good job, Jamie. Thank you for coming on. It was pretty, pretty, pretty great. It was very great. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. Um, check him out online, uh, Facebook, all that stuff. Art of Jamie Jones. And he's on Patreon at um, Bowtie Press. So there you go, dudes. Um, that's the show this week. We'll be back next week, hopefully. This is um, our one year. We've been doing the show for one year. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, well, the last episode that we posted was a one year, about a one year mark. So this is. Oh, the, I thought the 40, 41st episode would be the one year mark com- commemorating the whole 41 thing. Nah, man. It's been. Uh, what, last week was one year of Word Bros. So wow. This, this starts year two of Word Bros. Word Bros, year two. Yeah, like, man. Gonna get darker, grimmer, and more adult. Yeah, probably we're, not. We're getting gritty here, dude. <laughs> probably not. Well, if, if you like the show and you listen to it, please go on iTunes and leave us a review. Yeah. We need more of those. It helps. The last time we got one was like in August of 2017. Oh, so. nobody needs to know that. Don't don't, yeah, do. don't don't boast about our failures. <laughs> that's not a failure. I mean, that's the last time we got like a one I could read. Like it says, it says we have ten of them, but I can only read like five of them. I'm like, wow. what did the other people say? Well, I don't think they they just left a rating. They didn't. Uh, write, they didn't. Well, we got all good ratings. They're all five star ratings. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So yeah. that's so. Please leave us a five star rating if you enjoy the show, so people can find it easier and also enjoy the show. Yeah, because we enjoy the show. Do it. Please. No, just do it. You can find us at Word Bros on Twitter. Yeah, that's us. At, uh, that's what the, uh, uh, word. The, the, the word bros. underscore, no, it's word underscore bros and the word bros.com. So there you go. So thank you for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.